You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to episode 172 of the Curtain Call Podcast. Curtain Call is the podcast that takes you deep behind the scenes of the theater world, bringing you in-depth conversations with the story makers that are shaping the future of theater. We pull back the curtain to reveal the stories behind the stories and give you a glimpse into the backstage world like no other podcast does. Now, this week, a warning. It is impossible for me to do this week uh, show without swearing, so this isn't one for the office or in front of the kids. You'll understand why in about 10 seconds. You've been warned. This week, I'm chatting with a dear friend of mine, Lords Fabrez, who you may have seen um, in Sandman, or The Power, or No Time to Die, or Good Omens, or you know what? I could go on and on. She's an incredible actor. But Lords is currently appearing in the Untitled Fuck Miss Saigon play at the Young Vic in London. Kimber Lee's hard-hitting but hilarious play is running now until the 4th of November, as at the time of recording. The play had its initial run at the Manchester International Festival earlier this year and has garnered great notices since um, opening last month here in London. Now, this is a play that deals with generational trauma and enforced stereotypes amongst Asian cultures and popular entertainment, from Puccini to Boblil and Schoenberg. Watching this play made me reassess my understanding of what, you know, watching movies, plays, and musicals that I had grown up with and loved, um, and how I kind of remember them or misremember them as it is. It is a must-see play. It's funny, it's relevant, and it's utterly, brilliantly acted and directed. Lords plays a few characters in the play, and we sat down at the Young Vic to talk about that. Uh, to talk about her journey and landing the part, which is, oh my gosh, I love that story, and the journey of the play itself. Also, how much it means to her and her cast to be able to tell this story every night. Have a listen. Hi, I'm Lourdes Fabres. I play Rosie and Cho Cho and a couple of other nameless characters <laughs> in the, the untitled Fuck Miss Saigon play. I love it. You also play stage management. You came out in the gear once, didn't you? I was like, like, oh my God. Five seconds. Yeah, it was amazing. But I thought I'd have fun with it and, yeah. and, and, and turn it on its head. Um, and then I, I play some Polynesian peasant. <laughs> but I play her, I play her half-baked. So I was like, yeah, like, give me, oh, give yeah, me, yeah, yeah, give me yeah. a little wee, like a little Hawaiian smoky smoky. Yeah. Just to make it different, but also fun. It's but, yeah. love. Listen, we're talking about fun. This is a fun play. So first of all, full disclosure, you and I go back decades. I think it's when almost two decades. Space? It's 2006 or nine. Four? Four? Five. Maybe. 2005. And okay, listen, I don't we're, know. Pushing, I don't remember. We're, we're pushing two decades. So, <laughs> but I think I have to say, just so, we, so people know, um, but um, that doesn't take away from the fact that I fucking loved this play. Um, uh, and people should come and see it. I know I don't always say that. When You know when you <laughs> see a friend in a play, you're like, oh, how you were, you just, you did it. Well that's done. A, that's an old Billy Connolly yeah. trick. I was like, if you if you go see a friend in a play and then you you don't have anything great to say you just go and then you have to meet them afterwards you have to say it's like 
You did it again. You guys look like you were having fun up there. We, no, so, yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, she, the lighting was amazing. <laughs> so, um, that I did not have that. I, t- I told you when we were chatting outside that I, listen, people know that I cry at things, but I cry when I'm in touch with my emotions and when something kind of gut punches me. And I had, there were a couple of gut punches in this. The journey of this play mm-hmm. must have been like you have. A, we talked about how many characters, but you also have a kick-ass speech that goes on and you just don't want it to end. Oh, it bless you. Know, you know Thank what I mean? Because you. everything, you're going, I agree and I don't agree. Yes. Yeah. No. And you know, you, you're like, I'm with you and oh my, but I should Oh, she's be, so I, wrong. I know. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so tell, can you tell me like how it was, first of all, you came across this project and when you auditioned because it's been it's been around a while hasn't it it's been around i think kimba <clears throat> lee who is a who's our writer right. she's she's uh, uh she's asian american right and i think she had written this started writing this maybe four years ago and she'd been workshopping it in various uh writing retreats or mm. something in upstate new york and and whatnot and then it won the inaugural the first international Brentwood prize okay and uh it got snapped up very very quickly by the royal exchange in manchester and then they partnered with the young vic mm. and <clears throat> headlong and manchester international festival these are all great names aren't they which <laughs> you're are, just literally I mean, dropping it's, names it's, it's a great it's a yeah. great partnership because yeah. it, it needed in a way it needed all four to kind of come together to to bring it to fruition um, but also everyone wanted in on the yeah. action because of the, the play itself. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's, I, I think it was, um, February or late January of this year that they started auditioning. I didn't know about this play, but a lot of the East Asian, British East Asian community who are especially like in the know yeah. about, because I've been I've been doing more t- film and TV yes. work over yes, the past have. years, um, and the ones East Asians who who know about had heard about this had been waiting for it for four years. Everyone was looking for a, waiting, wait for it to, to be cast. The casting notices to go for up it to, to happen. Yeah, for it to happen. Yeah, but also it was like this mythical thing. Where it's like, does anyone have a copy of the script? <laughs> everyone wants to read this. No one has a copy of the script. Yeah. Finally, it, it comes around, and I think every East Asian went up for every part in this yeah, yeah. Um, I then it's really funny because uh, uh, they asked me to prepare two scenes you know when they yeah. read the whole yeah, you, like, you, do, you, pick yeah, you, pick, you pick two I, I want the longest Christ. scene I want <laughs> and so, so I was like well there are essentially only two yeah the beginning bit the, yes and then and then uh, the longer second part in 2023 and then so I just imagine, oh, well, I'll go through like one, two paragraphs of the second one, prepare the first one. Yeah. Um, but I got there and it was such a fun room, you know, Roy Weiss, Roy Alexander Weissy and, and Kimberly, who was a yeah. writer, and Helena Palmer, her CD, our casting director was there. And then we had such a great time. I did the first scene. We were laughing our heads off. And then they said... Um, Okay, what's your second scene? I was like, oh, well, you know, can I do... I know the speech is very long. The other... I, I'm, I've seen the other women outside waiting, so I know you're probably going to... I'm going to start it. You cut me off when you want, because I know there's people waiting. 
But I have to say, if I can just, if you let me go through this the once, yeah. I would be so happy because it, this might be my one and only chance to do this. Oh, I just man. want to play. Amazing. I just want to play and, and, and you know, and I, walk, and I did. And I walked out of there, just, I was just like, I feel good. It's a good day today of acting. Yeah. You know, sometimes, because for me, auditions are not, A, in-room auditions are so rare. Yeah. And to have that dynamic, and we, you know, I was like, I, I have a, I felt a good afternoon of acting. That's it. Whether I get it or not, I don't really care. It was just like, that was a gift. A nice afternoon. Yeah, and then, um, and then, yeah, and then it came my way. And then... Did you jump for joy? I did. It was funny because they wanted me to do... I did the audition, I think, on a Thursday. And then on the Friday, I flew to Portugal because it was my, around my birthday. Right. So I had a birthday week in Portugal. And they were saying... They called on the Friday. I said, could she come back on Monday? I said, no. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. We, we were just Is it a deal breaker? Is it a deal breaker? You know. But I was just like, mm, I yeah. no, I can't. Fair enough. Uh, but it's like, oh, no, it's okay, because they just wanted you to read with other potential Kims right. and other people. I was like, listen, I'm, I'm, I, would love, I would love to be there to do the recall, but I can't. Mm. I spent too much money. Yeah. Pre-booking all the <laughs> Um... Anyway, so thankfully enough, I'm very grateful enough, it came my way. Yeah, and then we started rehearsing in Manchester last week of May. Yeah. Then we did a run there over the summer, yeah. and then we had a five-week break, then we came to Bamvik. Yeah. There are other plays out there, we talked about Yellowface, which is a different, it's specifically about one uh, production uh, uh, of Miss Saigon, yeah. you know, with... with and, and, and David Henry Huang has a very... Uh, uh, specific take on it as yes. well. It's quite linear as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. This, Narrative, but yeah. I didn't, this was, this was brought my attention to historically going back, you know, you're talking about Puccini, whatever, you know, you're going to yeah, be like, yeah. what? South so Pacific, did, yeah, yeah, South Pacific, but did, did you know it was magic? Do you know, hold on some, this is, this is coming together great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, A, you read the script and you're laughing out loud. It's like, okay, something's good. Because when you're just sitting there quietly laughing to yourself, Already, okay, th this won't be too hard to make good, right? And then when we were in the room and we were, it was on its feet, then I realized, oh, this is really... Because of the amount of laughter in the room, at the same time, we were very always... We always had to kind of rein ourselves in mm. because it's easy to play this for laughs. It's easy to be super gaggy and, yeah. you know... Um, uh, you well, you walk a very you can it can yeah. actually sound like you're 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 pointing out stereotypes or yeah 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 you know and, and stylistically as well because it goes through different styles it has to honor the whole eighteen ninety you know yeah. the kind of different eras of acting yeah you know like the kind of Catherine Hepburn style yeah, yeah. the the mash style. mash is great that you nailed know, it it was so they good. nailed it yeah um and and all of those uh. Which, by the way, uh, Jennifer Kirby and Tom Weston Jones have mm. played this, the kind of the, the Caucasian characters. Yeah. They had a mountain to climb, and they were not only are they incredible actors, but they're incredible, incredible people to be, uh, to be so generous 
and um, very invested as well in mm. having those conversations in the rehearsal room right. because those are tricky conversations yeah. Yeah. Um, when we're exploring the themes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really thought as well when I read the, the speech, which if you guys come to see it, that it's, it's funny when we were rehearsing that, it was like there's a lot of, well, we don't want to touch it too much, Lords. We don't want to touch it too much because yeah. I think it all comes from the gut. Of course, you craft it. Yeah. But for me, the, that speech is different every night because I, I think the work in rehearsal is to explore the possibilities. Yeah. But the work for me personally is that I have to fill up that character with stuff underneath and behind and fill up her life and you know the usual things actors do they have sure. a biography and, and like uh, the layers of what she went through so that when I do speak the things there's no push in you know it, it needs to seep out yeah yeah because it's kind of stream of consciousness this monologue and it's like a bullet train it's like a shark it has to go <laughs> like that and if you plan it too much it yeah. sounds planned yeah 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 uh, you know, it can sound like a TED talk. Yeah. But that's not what... Uh, well, I think that's interesting. A, 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 to yeah. a certain, yeah. certain extent, it's like, hello! Because uh, uh, I've got two follow spotlights. <laughs> it's like, well, there's also, okay, th there's the generational trauma that you don't know exists if you don't, if you've not lived, if you've not seen the trauma in your parents or your grandparents that has the unspoken or whatever. Yeah. And you come into um, a TED talk where there is no place to hide on stage. You do it in the round. Yeah. So you've got, you can't be, it, it can't be. It's, it, you know, it is, it is um, loose, but you're playing to a, a crowd. There's no yeah. way you can't back yourself into a corner. You are facing someone all the time and yeah. not yeah. facing. Yeah. That's incredible. You think of it as a TED talk, but. No, no, no. In terms of, in, in terms of, it's funny because sometimes I was like, I was asking Kimber, I was like, Kimber, I feel, am I, am I, am I just, am I making sense here? Am I just blathering on? <laughs> you know, I, I'm pushing this so that the pace yeah. is up and, and, and the energy is, is, and then, you know, and she's like, Lords, I wrote that as a showstopper. Stop the fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hold this beer. And now we'll take a short break for a word from our sponsors. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Curtain Call Podcast. When we were talking outside before this, I, I found you, you do find yourself agreeing and disagreeing at the same time, which is so clever in the writing. Oh, it's, and you it's can very see Louise's point, and then you go, but no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get to walk that line every night, Lords. Yeah. And, and, and really, uh, there is something about um, having that, breaking that fourth wall, right? Yeah. And then every night it's different because every night I, because I also have. Before this speech, I do a couple of characters that do not talk. Yes. So in those times, I'm able to listen to the audience. And you can hear when people are 
they're they're my scene partners. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's a, there's always a scene partner every even when you're doing a monologue. Yeah. And in this instance, um, you can kind of. I, like I feel when my people, <laughs> my East Asian people, are yeah. in the house, right? And so there are sentences there that that uh, I know will land, and I'm to a certain extent I'm saying for them, right? But uh, there are many sentences as well that speak of not Asian specific but human specific mm. uh, 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 things that, like we were talking about, you know, like a crumb from the table yeah. is still food. Surviving on crumbs, and, and you know, uh, I said this, and I was lucky enough to have gotten some award. And anyway, in my speech that I said, it's just like, you know, for so long, we have contented ourselves with crumbs yeah. and convinced ourselves that they are the full loaf yeah. in order to keep going. And so much of that is is not just the experience of East Asians, but everyone yeah. in in. In many ways, in, in life, yeah. not just being an actor, but in anyone yeah. wanting to, it's uh, the it's the shut up and be grateful thing that you go what yeah what yeah <clears throat> that when when the gratitude becomes a kind of servitude yeah like I've always had a kind of uh, question in my head of, of a tension between the word oh I deserve and and I believe is yeah. like, that's a generational thing. It's like, you don't deserve it. You yeah. know, deserving what? Deserving what? Yeah. But uh, it's become now for me like, oh, well, it's not about what one deserves. It's just like, what do I believe in? Yeah. And um, so much of this play as well tries to break out of what other people have imposed on, on you uh, in terms of where one needs to be and one, what your place is in the story of other people's um, narratives. So, anyway. I love it. Yeah. I I, I just... That got a little deep. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I I mean, listen, I think it's important. I I did want to, to ask how important you see this piece adding to the conversation that is... Um, the whole thing about opening up to different experiences for people that look like me, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a white male. Um, listen, I, you know, I have never, I, I kind of look and I don't want to get political, but I see such divisiveness in the world. And, you know, and, and God, and we came out of the pandemic and we were seeing things like George Floyd and we were seeing hate crimes, mm-hmm. really bad on, on African Americans and black people and Asian culture. They mm-hmm. just was like, you know, how important is this that adds to this? To go, listen, guys, just, can you just pay attention for an hour and 45 minutes mm. and see life a little bit different, see how you have said this must be what we are told to portray our story as. I, I found it just, I kind of was got, was getting challenged going, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to watch South Pacific in the same way. Yeah, or, yeah. or The King and I or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, of course. Like, I literally was going, ah. I know, I know, and I loved, like, uh, not South Pacific, I deplore, I abhor, I despise South Pacific because of many things, but, um, but I, for me, what is important... And Miss Saigon, like, we're talking about, and Miss Saigon, like, it's... But, but for me, what is important, uh, what hit home with me with this is that, um, A, that it does make people 
all these things that we have uh, um, watched and absorbed and, th and thought of as great entertainment for years and years. And they are entertaining. Um, but, but the price that it incrementally yeah. uh, asks people like me to pay yeah. in that if we continue being if we continue to give to the world stories that are very very limited and are told by by people who have not who do not know this experience mm. you know the popularity of you know Puccini Rod, Rogers and Hammerstein you know all these people the, the, the people who made Miss Saigon yeah. and wrote all of these they're they're white they're white men old men yeah um, and so I think a lot of this is then taking back ownership of our story. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, what this production and the working of it has proved to me is is the beauty of the allyship, in the sense that there are six of us here. There is a black actress, two Caucasians, three of us Southeast Asians. We're directed by a black director, a writer is, is Asian-American. The, the, you know, the way we worked has proved to me the beauty of, of uh, accepting each other. Mm. We're telling this story to, to, to break open the narrative that has been told of many years and hopefully make people realize that there is a price to pay. However, for me, yeah, the beauty is that my God, if we all if we only all just work together, yeah, yeah, look at the good things that you know. There's a little magic that yeah. comes out because I, like, it sounds it just sounds so glib and twee, but it's fucking true. Yeah, it is really. Yeah. It's really simple. It's it's so really simple to yeah. go. Okay, I see you. Yeah, I can, I'm listening. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and it also oh, makes. Oh. It, for different things in the pot. Yeah. You know, like we, we've been having the same dish for years and thought, yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but actually, if you put everyone else's yeah. and accept that actually, if you mix that up with that, mm. something might, might yeah. you know, come out that's even better. I think I normally, uh, you know, I normally just try and find some sort of more complex argument to kind of throw in, but it's not, it's just that simple. Yeah. It's just that simple. What I like about this play as well is because it keeps, uh, it kind of lulls you into laughing about things. And then you realize, oh my God, uh, yeah. it's racist. Uh, yeah. I've been laughing at racist yeah, stuff I all mean, my this, life. This is, this is it. I, listen, I still, to this day, so this play is Clark, right? Tom plays the character Clark, yeah. who doesn't, you know, look, I'm not spoiling it. You, you'll get it. He, he speaks in Japanese or, or Polynesian, different... different Asian words yeah. wherever he for whichever place he is so he starts out in Japanese and but but he's not speaking Japanese but he, and yeah. you're going it's should I be laughing at this it's yeah. fucking yeah. It's, it's funny it's funny it's <laughs> so funny and then you realize like, oh, oh I don't <laughs> I don't but, but I, I think you laugh at the absurdity of it and kind yeah. of go actually you know 50, 60 years ago this is how almost that they're you know, happy, happy talk, you know, it's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it is basically the same thing um, that we're pointing out here. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, yeah, it's like South Pacific for me is like 
you know, oh yeah, it's a history, it's a, it's a teaching a lesson about racism, you know, like because the, the lead characters mm. are, you know, oh, God, felt falls in love with someone, finds out that he has mixed race kids and falls out of love for him and then and then it, she realizes um, I've been bad about that, so let me overcome that. And it's like, fair enough, you have that thing, but don't make us pay for that. Yeah. Or, in the very least, don't silence us and be happy, happy talk. <laughs> do you mean? Who does happy, happy fucking talk? Um, anyway. It, you do when you're in therapy, at the end of your therapy sessions. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. But I think... Uh, but also... Uh, in, the fact that it is, Kimba is very clever in that you must always be entertaining. Yeah. That it needs, that's how she sucker punches you. Yeah. It's because she relaxes you with something funny. Yeah. And then puts out some, a sharp truth. Yeah. And then you go, oh! And then it, it recycles. It recycles. And yeah, it's yeah. Same. And you're, the, the great thing is you, it recycles. You think maybe this time... It'll work out. It'll work out. Yeah. There'll be a different ending. There'll be a bit more compassion. There yeah. will be a different light being shone. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Okay. We've rambled. I've rambled. I've, I've, um, I've so have I. Oh my, oh my God. God. No, it's great. Uh, it's really good. Well, I could have talk to you for <sighs> catching up with you. has been amazing. Oh, I could I know. talk to you forever. Um, and, and I think maybe we've covered this, but I do always ask. If you could just say, what, what would be your idea? Somebody comes to the show, they don't know what they're saying, and they leave having been enlightened, or, or maybe not, you know? It, it, you know? What would you like people to take away from, from the um, untitled Fuck Me Psychon play? I think <clears throat> what I want people to take away is, is, from an industry point of view, my takeaway is that I hope you guys give us more space to take up, well, to take up space because yeah. we can do this, yeah. you know, because we've waited decades <laughs> to be in a meaningful theater with a meaningful story that isn't just about poverty porn. Yeah. You know, uh, that has something to say and to have, you know, and not have the fight be so uphill. Yeah. In terms of people walking out of this, I just want them to, to, um, to have the effect that it had on you, which is that you are moved mm. enough to kind of explore more or question your own kind of things that you've accepted for so long mm. because that is the daily awakening for me too you know doing this play every day it has to it needs a kind of it's not a oh flashes of inspiration kind of acting it is a daily kind of um uh, uh, fidelity to the truth that you have to play every day you know um, and uh, I, I want people to be moved more than they are impressed. You nice. can watch many things that are impressive, but yeah. you're not moved. I'd rather they be moved. Evil can evil jump in the Grand Canyon. You know, impressive. Yeah. But yeah. was I moved? <laughs> Lords, you are amazing. Oh, thank you thank for you having so me, John. Thank you so much. And, and have a great rest of the run. And please pass on my love to cast. And congratulations on a great notice and everything else. Thank you, you so rock. much. Thanks for having me. Lords Fabrez there, currently in the Untitled Fuck Miss Saigon play, running at the Young Vic until November 4th. I will put links as to where to get tickets in the show notes. 
Before I go, I'd just like to say a quick thank you to the press team at the Young Vic for making this chat possible and to Lords for being such an amazing guest. Just a quick reminder to say that if you like this episode or indeed any of our episodes of the Curtain Call podcast, please go to whichever streaming platform you use and leave us a rating and review. It does help others like you find this podcast. If you want to reach out to me personally, you can find me on all the socials at John Schwab. Untitled Fuck Miss Saigon Play is at the Young Vic Theatre until 4th of November. Co-produced by Royal Exchange Theatre, Factory International from Manchester International Festival, Young Vic Theatre, and Headlong. Visit youngvic.org for more details. Thank you for listening, speak soon, and stay safe. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.